Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Monday Morning Recap. My name is Matt, and I'm here with Pastor Jamal. You. Pastor Todd. Happy Monday. And Pastor Bonnie. Hello. And, uh, you know, it's August now, and Kids Church is back. So, Pastor Todd, how did it go? I was going to ask you. So, how did it go yesterday? And actually, we ended up with a lot more kids than I was expecting, and I'm not sure how many I was expecting, but <laughs> uh, but we had somewhere between 15 and 19 kids. Oh, nice. Um, and we had the three classes. It went it went pretty good. It was a little like with everybody coming in, taking temperatures, figuring out where we're going to put everybody. But I actually have to rearrange some of the classrooms, what grades they cover, because our middle group had... I don't know, like 10 kids, 11 kids, something like that. Nice. There was wow. Like five or six. Yeah. So, um, and then there was one preschooler. So I'm going to have to rearrange those grades a little bit to make it more even out and set so one group doesn't get too big. But it was a lot of the kids were like very happy to be able to see yeah. people yeah. face to face. So, yeah, awesome. so it went well. It went that's well. great. Yeah. I definitely saw some more parents and kids in second service, which is great. So yeah, second service week. was packed, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It really was. And I wasn't here next door in building B. But I assume it was pretty full because it was definitely full next door. Yeah. Or felt full, you know. Yeah. yeah so that's good. That's good. Yeah. Nice. Well, hey, let's talk about the sermon for a little bit. Um, I've definitely been loving this series, You're Not the Boss of Me. And so this was the final week. Pastor Jeff uh, wrapped it up. We It's called You're Not the Boss of Me, How to Say No to the Emotions that Compete for Control. And we've talked about a few different ones, guilt, fear, envy, anger, and uh, this week was greed. And again, the series verse has been Matthew 15, where Jesus says, it's not about what you eat. It's not what goes into your body that defiles you. It's what comes out. And we talked about, um, you know, monitoring not simply our behavior, but our heart and how uh, Jesus wants to do a work from the inside of us, not just fix our behavior. And so today's, um, or sorry, this week's, message on greed, the main passage that Pastor Jeff started with was in Luke twelve fifteen, where Jesus says to watch out for all forms of greed. And then he also kind of unpacked the story of Lot. So well, let's talk about it for a little bit. But here's what I wanted to start with, because maybe if you're listening, you're probably like me. My problem is that I'm not greedy. So like I hear a message like this and instantly <laughs> tune out, right? I mean, isn't that, are you not tempted to do that? Like mm. when you hear something like this? I think we're tempted to do that with every sermon yep. we hear. <laughs> that's not me. I wish so-and-so was here for that. Yeah. <laughs> and usually that's not a good sign. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, honestly, there's not too often that we actually think, all oh, this sermon is really about me. Mm-hmm. Unless we're really going through a hard time and it's an encouraging sermon, then we're like, oh, yeah, that was for me. Yeah. But when it's like, so you true. need to repent of these things, we're like, oh, that's not me. That's so <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. That's so true. No, it's true. We went to uh, Shake Shack had like a food truck at the Freehold Mall Mm. this past weekend. So we went and waited forever in line. I was hangry, low key, like it was bad. But then I I was like, I was just saying stuff and I'm like, oh man, greed, you're not the boss of me. (laughs) Were you being a little food greedy? (laughs) (laughs) You know, just realizing, oh, this sermon does apply even when you don't think it does. Do you turn into the Hulk when you get hungry? I I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. I I was... (laughs) I was on another level yesterday. I felt pretty bad. That's got, that's gotta be I had a, to apologize. That's got to be an Italian thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. It was it was long. I, it was an early morning though for church. I had right. eggs and it was like it was a while. But anyway, all right. 
<laughs> so Pastor Jeff, he talked about what is greed. I mean, we should define it in that sense because, right, it's easy to say, well, this doesn't apply or I don't know if I really wrestle with this. And he talked about how it can never be quenched, even according to uh, Webster's, the word reprehensible. Like we know that it's wrong. It's not um, simply, oh, I need to get more. Like there's there's an evil motivation behind it. Mm-hmm. But Pastor Jeff talked about how, well, it still can be subjective, right? Because you can say, well, I'm... Uh, I'm getting more toilet paper that's not reprehensible, that's not evil. And I even thought maybe in our church, um, maybe if you're listening, you can feel this way too. Well, I give to missions, right? Like, so I'm Mm -hmm. not greedy. Like, therefore, I'm not greedy because I do this. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. um, I guess there wasn't a question there. Do, Do you feel like that's true? Oh, as long as you're, if you're tithing and giving a little extra to missions, uh you know, that's the answer. You're not greedy anymore. Good job. Like, is it that simple or is there, Mm. is there more to it? Or I know pastor Jamal, even when we were talking in staff last week, you had thoughts about, we were talking about all hoarding toilet paper and even your thoughts there about, I don't know if you remember what you said there. I don't don't remember. Oh, it was good. (laughs) I don't remember. No. Um, but my thought, I'm just looking at it now. Um, yeah, I I think that that's not true. Uh, you know, like just because you, that that if you say i give to missions then i'm not greedy right dot 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 you know my first thought is i forget the story the the verse exactly um but jesus is talking about um <coughs> uh, he's comparing and contrasting the the pharisee to the um to the tax collector uh, and the pharisee one of the things that one of his lines is i give a tenth of all i owe you know, like I do these things, therefore I yeah. am not dot dot dot. And Jesus is really uh, poignant about being like, okay, here's these here's these two pictures, these two people. You know, one is definitely more justified than the other. Um, why is that? And he a- like he's asking the the disciples, you know, who of these guys is more walked away more justified before God? And I think, <coughs> um, yeah, if you're <coughs> sorry, if your mindset is you know i give to missions therefore i'm not greedy uh then i think you probably want to evaluate just like the depths of your heart because i think pastor jeff even mentioned in the in the message you know you you be greed greed is not associated or excuse me greed is not exclusive to money yeah Uh, it could be Mm -hmm. associated with a few different other things and so it you know about the attitude of the heart um ultimately yeah the whole the whole financial you know greed i mean greed can be in any area of our lives like i think he was talking about that yesterday too like Mm -hmm. we were talking about not just with your he wasn't listing just finances or money or possessions but he was also talking about like time you know talents um you know even in your relationships you know are you greedy or whatever um but i also when i thought about the um the financial side of it i was thinking about the story the widow's might like how you know the pharisees like we're like you know we're giving offering and they're making a big show of it but the widow gave all she had and Mm -hmm. so maybe they weren't necessarily what we would define as like quote-unquote greedy with their finances because they made a big show of giving it but they were so greedy in so many other ways whereas here was this widow who had nothing and yet she was putting her full faith in god that if she gave her all all she had you know laid it down sacrificially that um, that was the right thing to do. You know, she felt like, yeah, 
That's good. Too and bad. I want to ask you guys, because you guys both said it. So other ways that we can be greedy, what does it look like to say, just an interesting thought, to be greedy in your relationships? What does that look like? I think if you're greedy in your relationships, you, you make your relationships more about you than you do about the other person. Um, you know, if, <coughs> excuse me, if you, yeah, I think that's, that's just the best way I think I can word it. But, um, you know, you could do that. You can be greedy with your, you know, your time, you you know, like, well, this is my me time. Well, if every time is your me time, then I'm not so sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if it's you, always me. Yeah, time. Yeah. So, <laughs> or you never had enough me time. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, being generous cultivating a culture of generosity i believe is the greatest combat one of the greatest combat combatants against greed because now you're learning to be generous across the board as opposed to just like in one area of life uh, and when you give of yourself in that in those ways you you create amazing relationships. You teach other people what it means to, you know, cultivate that same generosity, you know, in terms of like creating disciples or making disciples. They look at your life and they say, oh, this is what it means to be generous, you know, with my time, with my resources, with my with my whatevers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It seems like that a lot of times greed doesn't exist on its own. It's yeah. like we're selfish. And one of the way it exhibits itself is with greed or or we're afraid and so it exhibits itself in greed, like I'm going to get what I can and I'm not going to share. Um, so I think uh, like in relationships, that can very well be like uh, it's, it's about me. So you have to serve me. I'm not going to do what you want, but you have to do what I want. Like, oh, I always do what you want when that's like sometimes we use phrases like that to make it sound like we're always generous. But really, it's it's not. It's kind of a way to to distract from the fact that it's always our way, you, you know, so I think those things mm. fall into there. Um, and I definitely think greed is just not about money. You can be greedy for like the new technology. Mm. Every time something new comes out, it's not really about the money. It's about having that new thing or, yeah. uh, you can be greedy with, I don't like my kids eating food off my plate. <laughs> like, I, but I really don't though. <laughs> I guys, really wait, that's don't. What I was trying to say. I was so embarrassed. A, a I really don't like them eating. Cause I don't like, I'm not a, and bodily fluids and, type and, and i'll be honest like sometimes i'm like no i ordered that because i wanted that dude that's what happened so, no i ordered a milkshake and greedy. rebecca took a sip <laughs> i was genuinely mad at her i was so embarrassed <laughs> i apologized like 10 times <laughs> like i ordered but that if milkshake you wanted a milkshake you gotta got yourself a I did, milkshake i did i ordered a large because i wanted a large say it in love at all dude phyllis phyllis so is a notorious <laughs> like if we go to a place like and I get fries. She's notorious for taking some of my fries. Yes, mm. and <laughs> I love my wife, but she always brings it back to. She's like, "Remember our first date?" And I'm like, "Yes, yes, sweetheart. I remember our first date where, but she was different. It was our first date. I was like, "Hey, you want some? <laughs> see, <laughs> see the difference <laughs> there." But in, in her mind, it was like sweet. Like and so every time we go to a place and I get fries. She always is like, oh, first fry. <laughs> and I'm always like low key, like, you could have got yourself your own fries. I well, ordered fries because I wanted fries. I don't want fries. You could have ordered fries. And, and now you offered, no, I'm, I'm just defending Phyllis for a minute here. 
you offered that to her on your first date. That's true. Because you were reaching out to win her. Yes, true. All of a sudden now you do not have to win her anymore. Oh wow, oh. that's intense. That's hard. Oh, that's man. hard. <laughs> I love you enough, Phyllis. I'll buy you your own prize. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like back then, I was, I was, a, I was a, I was a young college kid with not a lot of money, and you know what? Splitting fries was yeah, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> it was the way to go. Now yeah. we got a little cash. I can get you your own. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I want to take care of. You. <laughs> right, right. Take care of you, babe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't touch my food. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, greedy, I guess. But on, honestly, I honestly thought that this was probably, I, I genuinely thought in my mind there was a point I was sitting back and sitting at the back and I was listening and I was like, I think this may be the one emotion that is the most easy to dismiss in American culture. Yeah. Like I, I really thought to myself, I'm like, man, this might be the message that most people are like, yeah, 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 no, I get this one, and kind of like right. gloss over it or move on. But American culture is really kind of built uh, uh, around agreed in, in in a in a in a way in a very kind of s maybe subtle and not so subtle ways. Yeah. And when I look at like other like other countries around the world, and I see the way communities band together. This is by no way, this is in no way, uh, uh, you know, and me uh, advocating for communism. I just want to go on record saying that. But when you look around the world and we yeah. see the way people uh, come together in community, mm -hmm. you know, it is it is awesome to see, awesome to kind of like, just, I don't know, I'm just blown away by it. And then to be here uh, and see the opposite. Sometimes I'm like, mm. like when we took our trip to Guatemala, and the church was like, hey, we want to make you guys lunch. We we're like, all right, great. And they made us, you know, like these tamales with like palm. Listen, them things were fire first mm -hmm. off. But um, but they made them. And it was like these women had been cooking all day. Like, I mean, it was like mm -hmm. you don't just like whip up a tamale. Like mm -hmm. it's like legit. It's got to be in this like thing for hours. Like and so. For them, like they they were doing it, and there were kids who were like, I don't know if I really want to eat this. And I was like, uh, you about to eat this tamale because these ladies like gave of themselves in this community. Like he was saying, he's like, yeah, everyone from the community kind of pitched in. Mm. And I like, I'm like, you mean like what do you mean pitched in? And he's like, yeah, some people gave this, some people gave this, and they all got it together because they wanted to bless you guys. And I was look, I mean, death staring a couple kids like, you put that tamale in your mouth and you better eat that tamale. Yeah. You better love yeah, it because yeah. choke it down if you got to. <laughs> like because these yeah. people, these people, these people went above and beyond because they were expressing their right. gratitude. Like when you right. watch, I don't know if you've ever seen the YouTube videos of pastors preaching in other countries and when they, I guess you call it offering, whatever, people are bringing and placing like fruit, like mm -hmm. at the, that this is what they're doing because they're like, hey, I want to express my, and you know, sometimes people are like, man, you know, I don't know, like, I, I got like a couple dollars, I guess mm -hmm. I'll toss it. You're like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I feel like American culture, we could use maybe, yeah. this may be one of the sermons I genuinely believe that I think people should probably listen to more than once. Yeah. Uh, because I think it can be easily dismissed. Um, and, and we could we could stand, I think, as a community to just maybe l cultivate that a little bit more within church culture. Not saying first and something of God, I'm talking, mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah. you know, the global church culture. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, what are the tenets of wh what are the what is the foundation of greed? Self-preservation, you know, individualism, self-promotion, you know, like greed. I mean, that's those are the 
those are kind of what the foundation of American culture is. Some of the things that American culture is built off of. You know, it's it's all about me and my successes and the American dream and individualism and self-preservation, self you know promotion and mm-hmm. and greed ties right into all of that. Like, you know, I, I've got to think about myself first. I've got to pers- I've got to think about my family first. I've got to, you know, yeah, put these things first rather than. And we even frame it in a way it's like, that it's well, right. I in order for me to care for you, I have to care for me first. Like sometimes <laughs> yes. we, we frame so it do. in a way. Yes. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm not saying you shouldn't. Of be course, there's a level yourself. of self care, right? But that impacts how you treat other people. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, well, I just had to go get my you know my spa day so that I can better love my kids mm. tomorrow. You know, like yeah. sometimes we put that spin on it so that we justify or mm. we downplay the me part of it you know yeah yeah Yeah. and ironically so i'm just gonna speak maybe just more i'm gonna just be vulnerable but i think yeah i find myself sometimes doing that and the irony is that if i would put more self-care in the spaces where self-care is where there's room for that i have more time to be generous does that make Mm -hmm. sense like Mm -hmm. if i took the time to discipline and say okay if i do these things during this time well that means i have to get up early okay that's fine get up early do those things do those things then i am better fit for the rest of the day to do to be generous with my life in those ways but most of the time i'm like "Ah, i just kind of want to sleep in well okay if you're going to sleep in then guess what you've just done you've just chosen your sleep in as your me time now right now you're going to try to add something else well now i also need no 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 if it's got you you can't have it but you know you can't have your cake and eat it too if you want to cultivate generosity make sure that you're taking this time for the me times in the spaces where that's afforded and if and when you do that you you know get the you know mental energy capacity whatever to do the rest of the day then great but like yeah i don't know that i'm just mm-hmm. talking about me personally cuz mm-hmm. i c- i know i could be like well i just need to do this <laughs> and then i'll be good like if i could just do this then i'll be fine but yeah i'm sleep greedy mm. <laughs> yeah sleep greedy. i think we all can be sleep greedy <laughs> no but no you're right like yeah. you said that that cuz right, i feel the same way it's like if i'm sleeping in then that is my me time mm-hmm. or like yeah if i watched like a game or if i played a video game like I can't sleep in and play four video games right. and watch a Yankee game and right. invite a friend over and just all to that. recharge. Like, yeah, and yeah, yeah. No. But I'm kind of tired from those things. I need to like sleep in. Yeah. Yes. Now I'm. It's too much. Like pick right. one, right. Yeah. recharge, right. and then keep going. Right. Yeah. That's a that's a really good point. And um, that's it's great that you brought that up, Pastor Bonnie. And all of us are. I was gonna ask why why does it seem that we can excuse it so much? But it is because yeah. I think it's so counter our culture, which is very Mm -hmm. me focused Mm -hmm. and my success. So I shouldn't be greedy. Like you're saying, I shouldn't care for myself. You're, Oh, I shouldn't be greedy. You're saying, uh, yeah. yeah, What about my dreams? What about what I want to accomplish? And, and also we mask it too, where it's not greed. Or I think the same thing, say envy. Everyone's going to vote on a, uh, everyone's going to check off on a test. Greed is bad. Envy Mm -hmm. is bad. Mm -hmm. They're also going to check off. I don't have those things. I'm not envious of other people. I just like, look at other people and then wish that was me. <laughs> and then I get mad that it's not me. Right. And then it affects how I treat other people. I'm not envious. I'm not jealous. I just, you know, and it's the same thing with greed. I'm not greedy. I just, uh, everything I do in my life is based completely about what I want. <laughs> yeah. It's like what we do. Yeah. yeah. So. I think a lot of it too has to do with the, you, you, all these emotions really, you know, that take control. Just there's an element of like a lack of trust in there too, of like lack of trust in God because if you're fearful 
I mean, there's, you know, there's an element of a lack of trust of need to be in control in yourself. If you're, if you're greedy, you know, if you're, if you're holding on to things that you don't really need or that you just want more of, it really kind of, you know, reveals a lack of trust, I think, in, in your trust in God's ability to take care of you and to provide for you the things that you need. And even, even in overabundance, the things that you want to bless you and Mm -hmm. recharge you and give you those, those things beyond measure. Um, you know, but we, again, with like everything in life, we try to just control everything and, and micromanage everything. And, you know, I need to have this, I need to have that. I, I need enough for me. I need enough for this. So I can't give that. I mean, but, yeah, it's... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Pastor. No, no. no. no I was just going to say, just along those lines, too, sometimes we think to ourselves, too, um, it, 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 like, what I have, I don't trust God that what he does provide will satisfy either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. l- it's not just that I won't have enough, but it's, it's well, I'm going to have to set off. I trust on what God's going to give me, and yes. it's yeah. not going to be really what I want. It's just settling. Instead of acknowledging that, yeah, he does provide, and oftentimes he provides well for us i mean Mm -hmm. it doesn't always mean we're going to be rolling around in tons of money but it does mean that he really cares for us in a way that is best for us Mm -hmm. right and even even sacrificially giving like you know i can't give sacrificially i can't give more than what i have or i can't give most of what i have you know or what god's even calling me to give right now in whatever area because i'm afraid that I'm not going to have what I need. But like, if God's calling you to give something, anything, like, it's so hard, but like, can't we, can't we trust that he's going to satisfy and give us what we need? Like, he's and not going to leave us destitute. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think there is a satisfaction talking about what you said, Pastor Todd. I think that's the uh, thing in our heads is right, right. Uh, I'm sure God will satisfy, but I'm really settling for less. <laughs> I know what I really want, and I know I'll feel better if I yeah. do this. But even in giving, it, if giving financially, I feel like you, um, there is a satisfaction in knowing that you gave this to God, you trust in God, and all this stuff. I actually think that there is something inside of you that goes, this is so much better mm-hmm. than just getting mm-hmm. this other thing. Or I'll get that. We're in America. I'll just get it later anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the big deal? So... But like, I think there is something satisfa- uh, satisfying. It mm-hmm. doesn't seem like it before you do it, but then when you do or you're in that rhythm or whatever, it truly is more satisfying, like to mm-hmm. your point too, Pastor Todd. Yeah, ultimately, you know, I agree with you, Pastor Bonnie. It's all about insecurity, all mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. You know, every bit of, every single emotion mm-hmm. is an insecurity within us <clears throat> in regards to what we believe. I mean, and it, and it's an insecurity within us and it ironically tells what we actually really believe about God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always find it interesting that, you know, the scriptures, they're, they're truth that, you know, God is like, Hey, test me in this and see if I don't pour out a blessing. Yeah. And so then when people are blessed, you know, oftentimes you'll see people like, hold on, wait a minute. They're getting blessed. What's going on over there? I want some blessing. Well, you can have blessing. Scripture tells you how you can have blessing, you know, and even more than that, 
you know, what I love about it or what I love about scripture too, because it just, it just reveals, you're like, all right, great. I want blessing. So I'm going to do this. And then you don't see blessing. And then you're like, hold on, I'm doing these things. I'm like plugging in the formula. Why don't I see blessing? Because your heart is about the blessing as opposed to being a blessing. And now it's like, Mm -hmm. and now you're like, oh shoot. When the word starts to cut you up like that, you like get exposed. Like you're like, dang, like, okay, now I realize what God is saying here. He's saying if I trust him with these things, he will bless my life so that I can bless others. And when I do that and I do it from the heart and the mindset that I want to be a blessing, now he gives me more. Why? Because my heart remains untethered to the thing that he's putting in my hand. When my heart is tethered to the thing that God has placed in my hand, then that becomes my idol. I become a, a slave to that thing as opposed to God saying, or as opposed to being like, God, you know what? Man, I just want to be a blessing. God, like, I just want to do whatever you want. And now he's just like pouring it out, pouring it out. I remember one point in my, my brother-in-law's life, he was just like, we just, sometimes we go back and forth and we talk about just spiritual stuff. And he was like laughing like over the phone. I was, cause I was just like, Hey man, how, how's your week? Da-da-da. He's like, dude, man, like I'm laughing because I have so many blessings in my life. I don't know what to do with it. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. He's like, bro, it's literally what it says in Malachi. Like, I will pour out a blessing so much so that you will not be able to contain it. So he found himself just over the phone. He's laughing hilariously. He's like, bro, what am I supposed to do? I keep getting this stuff. (laughs) Like, I'm like, I guess you just got to keep giving it like keep doing what you're doing like he's like it's so crazy he's like i kind of want to just pray and say all right god like that's enough that's enough and i was like whoa 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 like let's not get crazy you're like (laughs) you can give it i was like let's let's not get crazy here i'll I'll help you out i'll take it off your hands (laughs) but he was at that point he was like i i he just literally was walking in i guess this biblical principle that had left him absolutely astounded like to the point where he was just laughing uncontrollably like this is bananas which because too like even i think that again that's the deception that when i get this level of success or have this level of blessings when i have a new house when i have this that um now i'll be satisfied so your brother-in-law is experiencing these things and realize you know his satisfaction maybe has been in god realize or or just knowing that this isn't what truly brings satisfaction Mm so most of the time when we don't feel like we're in that place, we're trying to tell ourselves my satisfaction should be in God, but it's not simply a crutch or a feel-good pill. I think the truth is when you experience that type of blessing from God, they those blessings are not the satisfaction. It hmm. still comes from God, and that's why I'm able, if I'm being blessed like that, I can now, well, no matter where I'm at, I want to be a blessing for other people. But so if, if I'm in that place, I can really be a blessing to other people because my satisfaction is still, like you said, not tethered to the blessing, mm-hmm. blessings. It's um, in God. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and there's there's no level at which you have to reach before you can be generous yes, and yes. see the blessings of God. There's no financial level. There's no level of freedom of time. There's no age limit. There's like... You can be generous with whatever co- God is calling you to be generous with. Yes. With uh, whatever you have, whatever he's given you, he calls us to pour it out. Love, time, you know, affection, whatever. Whatever it is, you know, um, emotionally, physically, whatever. Um, and it, it, and again, you know, when we, pour, when we pour out and we're looking maybe for specific blessings, like if we're doing it as a formula, mm-hmm. 
to look for specific blessings, like you were saying, or, or not, you weren't, you weren't saying specific blessings, but you were saying to receive blessings. And that's true. God puts that principle. We have to also re- remember that the prin- God's principle of blessing is different than maybe our idea of sure. blessing. God is going to bless us with the things and the resources that he wants to give us to be able to do his will, right. not the things that he, that we want. Right. Which, um, and, oh, no, I was just going to say sometimes, right. Like, Sometimes the blessing is the testimony. Right. Right. And giving yeah. that testimony to others is a blessing. People will hear that testimony and say, man, that really, it really blessed me. I'm going to keep doing this because I believe dot, dot, dot. And, and sometimes the blessing is having enough despite having an abundance. And having an enough or having enough is also a testimony. Right. right? Like I, you know, David says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or begging for bread. Like it is an idea that or a truth. I'll say it's a truth. It is a truth that God is sufficient, Mm -hmm. full stop, Mm -hmm. period. And the more we come to a place um, where we cement uh, our heart in that truth, man, the greater. I don't know. I just feel like the greater the blessing, Mm -hmm. period. Yeah, I was going to say, um, just as an example to what you said, Pastor Bonnie, of it doesn't always look like what we think. And not again, not to be about a formula that I give to get, but I remember being a kid in church and someone was sharing about, hey, how God blesses you when you're faithful to him. And they were like, you know, it may not be what you think, like God just gives you financially back what you gave to him. But they were like, maybe it's your health. Maybe you've got great health. God's blessing you that way. And, I, and I'm just saying that because my, my mind was like blown. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, Oh, wow. I haven't thought. Yeah, it doesn't always look like what we may think, but it's ultimately having that satisfaction in God so he can use this as a blessing. And then just to what you just said, Pastor uh, Jamal, this is in Proverbs chapter 30. This is like a great prayer to pray, maybe. Um, Proverbs 30, verse 7 through 9. Two things I ask of you. Do not refuse me before I die. Keep deception and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is my portion, that I will not be full and deny you and say, eh, who is the Lord? Mm. Or that I not be in want and steal and profane the name of my God. Mm. And so, yeah, sometimes maybe the blessing is ha- in having enough mm-hmm. and finding that satisfaction in him. So, oh, go ahead, Pastor. Tim. I was just going to say, Proverbs says a lot of good stuff about greed. Yeah. <laughs> There's really a lot of good stuff. Because yeah, I was just looking, we, t- we kind of passed it, but I'll come back to it now since you're... Uh, talking about but even that idea of like when are blessings enough or whatever and <coughs> proverbs 27 says as water reflects the face so one's life reflects the heart and then he immediately says death and destruction are never satisfied and neither are human eyes mm. and so it's the idea we always see and we want more and more and more and i think that can even happen if our heart is about well i want these blessings i'm going to be generous so i can get these blessings and you just look at the blessings right. and your eyes are never satisfied because there's always more and more and more yeah. Yeah. and i think it flows with what what all we've been saying pastor Jamal. like you can't if you pursue stuff it'll never be enough if you pursue Jesus, then you'll find he takes care of us abundantly. And I think that's kind of like the heart of greed is you're running after your own taking care of self and w- or, or the stuff that you see and want. But um, but like it, it, your eyes will never be satisfied. There'll always be something else for your eyes to be looking at and saying, "Ooh, I want that. I want that. Like a little kid whose eyes mm-hmm. are bigger than their stomach, you know. 
Yeah. Yeah. Next, coming from the guy who had everything, right? Solomon, who yeah. right, right, had yeah. access to everything. Yep. And what yeah. does Jesus say? In me, you will have life and have it. I like the translation more abundantly. Mm-hmm. We used to sing that song more abundantly, more abundantly. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old song. Yeah, I don't know that one. <laughs> but right, right. Jesus wants to give us life and life to the full, life more abundantly, full, not yeah. simply uh, survival. But God is giving us a rich and satisfying life. I think that's how the NLT says it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. So here's a question for you guys then. I wanted to ask this. Um, something that Pastor Jeff said, especially in this first point, is that greed can blind us to the commands of God, can blind us to his will. We can justify our greed. We can even act irrationally. Who's giving examples of this? <clears throat> so, again, maybe somebody's listening to this and feels like, okay, yeah, I absolutely. Hey, I agree. I don't want to be... Um, greedy. I don't want to be blinded by greed, whether it be financially or in all these other areas, relationships, my walk with God. Um, so how, I was just, I just want to ask a question. How do we ensure that we're not being blinded by greed? Like, like I'm just thinking if you're being blinded by greed, you don't know it, right? You're blinded. So how do you just kind of, if you say, man, where, where am I, where can I be greedy or maybe, uh, or, or in, in any, any of these emotions really, anger or envy these different things we can be blinded sometimes so how do you ensure that you don't become blinded by these things i think pastor jeff on a few different occasions has talked about you know praying the prayer where you ask god to show you where you you know where your where your weak points are i think that that's a practical thing to do dangerous thing to do Hmm. maybe even necessary Mm -hmm. um because i think you know Ultimately, what we want to do is we want to be fruit bearers. You know, we want to bear fruit for the kingdom. And in order to do that, like we've got to be making sure. And I think, you know, he's said it multiple times. You know, you're monitoring your heart, you know, making sure you're uh, keeping an eye on the things that are influencing you and where you could be. um, Yeah, lacking for Mm -hmm. lack of a better word. But um, yeah, I think that that's a practical way to do that and constantly, you know, stay in the word of God. I think the word of God is a great, you know, mirror of, you know, letting us see ourselves and see our hearts and see how see the gap between us and the Lord, you know, and and hopefully by staying in the word <clears throat> allows for you to um cling to Jesus, come to Jesus and crucify the flesh daily, you know. Yeah. And the phrase that we hear a lot here is where your wallet is, <laughs> you know, is where your heart is. Right. Mm. And I think one very practical way is look where all your money is going. Is it is it going? Mm. <laughs> is it going to others? Is it mm. is it going to stuff? Is it is it generosity? Are you hoarding it all for some day in the future or something like that? That uh, I'm not saying don't save your money, but hoarding is different than saving you know what i mean are are you tight-fisted with that or mm-hmm. you know and then does that line up with what scripture is you know sometimes we like need ob- objective things <laughs> mm-hmm. you know and if we look at where our money is going that might be a good objective eye-opener for how we kind of feel about are we generous or not you know yeah yeah another practical tip i think um that Pastor Jeff has mentioned before. <laughs> I always feel weird calling him Pastor mm-hmm. Jeff because <laughs> um, he's my dad. For anybody that doesn't know, mm-hmm. um, as um, he said it before, he when he when tax time rolls around, he looks at um, 
you know, his his income for the year and then he compares it to his giving statement for the year and makes sure, you know, double and triple checks that the giving statement lines up to the amount, 10% or more, mm-hmm. um, of his income mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. God's, you know, however much of his income God's called them, you know, to give towards yeah. whatever. And he makes sure that that amount lines up. Um, and so it, that's a great practical way too, just in financially, just to see, you know, how, how your giving is going, you know, throughout the year. Um, it's cool right. to compare. Because ultimately it's a matter of, yeah, because you're just asking the question, can I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I forget someone worded it this way. It's like, do you believe that God can, you know, do you believe that God is enough on 90% of yeah. your income? Yeah. You know, when you say it like that, you kind of like, oh, yeah, I guess, you know, like, <laughs> you know, but uh, sometimes people don't always live that way. And when you I think when you phrase the question like that, I think it's helpful for you for anyone uh, to really say, yeah, yeah. You know what? I do believe this. I do believe this. Therefore, I'm going to do this. And for some, it may even be an encouragement to say, you know what? I think I can live on less, which is, you know, praise God. You know what I'm saying? You can live on less. All right. Let, let God do his thing. Let him show out, you know, and, and be a blessing in that way. So. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think it's some great uh, practical tips as well to make sure that greed isn't the boss of you. Um, love the discussion today, guys. Uh, Pastor Todd, I know you got a split. You got some stuff going on today, right? Yeah, we have. This is the week of home inspections. Uh, actually, <laughs> um, there's a lot more money going out for home inspections than I expected because <laughs> uh, they're not cheap, like three, four hundred dollars for inspection or whatever. And I've yeah. got three of them this week. Mm. So, but I mean, it's all good because in the long run, it will save me lots of money. Um, but yeah, I have one today. I have one tomorrow morning. I have one Thursday. And of course, none of them could do it on the same day at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I worked for a home inspection company for a little bit in the summers. Okay. Yeah. So I know like a little bit about that and actually I had, yeah, like scheduling them too and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. And then in each one of them, somebody has to be there to let us in the house. Yeah. So we're not just coordinating our schedule and the inspector schedule, but we also have to coordinate either the homeowner or the realtor schedule and it's like so many moving parts that i just was not prepared for (laughs) yeah 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 so all right everybody hey well thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time